Good evening. Hope you are all doing well. Today we're learning Maseches Nedarim, Daf Chav Gimel Amud Beis and Daf Chav Dalit. We're starting at a Mishnah toward the bottom of Chav Gimel Amud Aleph, four lines from the bottom, and we'll finish on the top of Chav Hey Amud Aleph at the second line. Um, relatively quick and easy Gemaras for tonight, and then tomorrow morning will be uh, will be the Shir for Shabbos. Tomorrow morning's Shir will be at seven fifteen, and we'll be done in time for the seven forty five Shachris. The Mishnah begins four lines from the bottom on Chav Kimel Amad Aleph. Rabbi Elazar ben Yaakov Omer, Af harotza lahadiras chaver shiochaletzlo. If I want to make a neder that you had best eat at my house. So Yomar, what should he say? Yomar lo, kol neder shani asi lidor hu batel. Any neder that I will in the future make will be nullified. That makes absolutely no sense. Is that also a neder? Uh, no. It's not a nether, it's a qualification, which undoes all future nedar. But here we have a non sequitur between the ratio of our Mishnah and the Seifa. The ratio was, if I'm going to make a nether to make sure that you eat at my house for Shabbos, then we say something that makes no sense, which is, none of my nedarim count. And the Gemara is going to pick up on that in the moment. Provided that one at least mentions this during the time of the nether, this whole Mishnah, is Mirafsa Negro. It is nearly impossible to understand at its face value. And the Gemara jumps right in. The Gemara says two lines from the bottom on Chav Gimel Amir Aleph, the Chavan de Amar, I don't understand, says the Gemara. Okay, fine. So what does he say? So then, if I was trying to get you to come to my house and you heard me say, none of my Nadara matter, I hereby make a Nadar that you will eat at my house, but none of my Nadara matter, which is what our Mishnah just said, then Lo Shamale, you won't come over. You won't come over for the meal. If all I was trying to do in the Mishnah was to convince you to come over, I did a terrible job. Here is a neder. I hereby make a neder that if you don't come over, you're Asr Bahana, but none of my nedarim count. So says the Gemara, what's shot in the Mishnah? And the Gemara at the top of Chav Gimel Amit Beis explains. <clears throat> the Gemara says, really, our Mishnah is chasure mechsara v'hachikitani. Our Mishnah is missing material. <laughs> and <laughs> here is how our Mishnah should read. Really, two totally different sections. Here's section number one. If I want you to come over to my house, but you're being difficult, and I make a net there that if you don't come to my house for Shabbos, then I hereby make a net there that you get no hanaf from me. That is called nidre ziruzenhu. That is a net a there just to just to move people along. And as we said in the beginning of this parak of Arba Nadarim, at the first Mishnah in the parak, that Mishnah, that, that Mishnah indicated that there are four types of Nadarim that don't even count. And one of them is this. And if you can imagine good friends talking to each other, I'll say, you have to come over for lunch. You say, I'm not coming. Like, if you don't come over for lunch, you can never come over to lunch again. It's like being loving and being playful. Says the Gemara, that's not a Nedr Ziru. That, that is a Nedr Ziruz and it's not Chal. Good. Now, what was the last part of the Mishnah? And here we get an insight into the eve of Rosh Hashanah. If a person would like it to be the case that none of the Nadarm that he'll make in the upcoming year will count, he should stand up by Rosh Hashanah time. That any Nadar that I am about to make over the course of this year, it should automatically be Batel. That's effectively what we say in Ataras Nadarm. Strangely, not these words which we would have thought the, the, the sitter, the people who put together the uh, Hataras Nadarm would have done, but this is the gist of it. Now, we've already learned in Maseches Nadarm that it's not necessarily perfect language or only one set of languages. There could be many languages to accomplish this goal, and this is one of the primary Mari Mukomos for Hataras Nadarm. If you look at this, you can read it. It's not a prop. I don't understand. So this does, why does it only affect that year? Why can't it be for the rest of your life when you say that? That's a good question. I don't know. 
Why do we have to say Hatar Sadar more than once in our lives? There's another example of this. Um, oh yeah, uh, in the bracha Barei Chalenu, we only we only make we only bench this year Sashanazos. Mm -hmm. Why do we do that? Similar style question, but I never thought about it in regards to Hatar Sadar. Four or five minutes before the Shana starts. Whatever. Whatever. Like your your question is excellent. I I, I don't. <laughs> just say just say it once. Just say it once and never say it again. I, I'm going to give a Balabatish answer just from uh, just falling out of my mouth, which is that there's obviously something happening at the at every Rosh Hashanah where the previous one is no longer Chal. Again, it's a broad answer, and I don't really know what the me what the mechanics are, but it has to be something like that. That would be fine, except that we're going to reject this line of the Gemara. So, uh, so the Gemara then says, to, to Stan's point, the Gemara then says, when does this work? Five lines down. It only works if you remember at the time that you make the nether. Says the Gemara, that's backwards logic. If in fact, let's say I, I did a Tarsh the Dharam, uh, you know, an Aleph Tishrei or whatever the day before Aleph Tishrei, and then in Mar uh, Cheshvan, I'm feeling I'm feeling inspired and I want to make a nether. So the Gemara says that Izachor, if you remember what you said on Rosh Hashanah, then uh, then your nether doesn't count. That's what the Gemara seems to say. But the Gemara asks a question: Izachor, if in fact it's true that you remember, then Akira Lisna Eha Bekaim Lalanidre. It should be the exact opposite. If in Mar Cheshvan, when I decide that I want to make a new Kabbalah, I make a nether, and I say, I remember what happened on Rosh Hashanah, and I'm still going to make a nether, that means I don't care about what I did on Rosh Hashanah, because I'm thinking about it and still making a nether. So the Gemara says, if you have in your mind what happened on Rosh Hashanah, that should uproot what you did on Rosh Hashanah as it relates to what's happening in Mar Cheshvan. That's the Gemara's question here. If you're remembering in Mar Cheshvan when you're making, wow. When you're making a uh, a neder, if that's true, then uh, then um, then akre lola nidre. Says the Gemara. Then that should that that neder should be chal. So how does ataras nedarim work? The mechanics don't even count. I'll take it. According to the Gemara's question, ataras nedarim. If you remember that you did ataras nedarim as you make a new neder, by definition, the neder counts. So then what are the mechanics of Hataras the Dharm? What about if you have done anything in between? Do they always get without without memory without paying attention for sure those aren't the dharm? That's what the, that's what's implied from the Gemara. Whatever, it's not even really Mafreya. It's just not no, not not in the years prior. Rosh Hashanah clears this cleans the slate of the past year. Right. So in the upcoming year between Aleph Tishrei and today, let's say we're a couple months in, right? So then if I made another yesterday, and according to the Gemara's first version, as we're looking at it now, if I wasn't thinking about Atar Snadarim, so then the Gemara seems to say that that is when you, which one is it? Kol neder shani asi lidor batel. When does Atar Snadarim work? Only if you remember Bishas neder. Otherwise, the neder is chal. Says the Gemara, Rava, Abaye and Rava have a machlokas about this. If they're a third of the way down on Chavkim Lama Beis, Amar Abaye, there's a mistake. Tani lo The only time your neder remains invalid is if you forget that you did something. If you remember that you did Ataras Nadarim and then you're still making a neder, you clearly want to make a neder, right? So that's Abaye's answer. Rava disagrees. 
Rav Amar, Olam Kid Amrin and Meikara. No, disagree. The initial language is correct. And really, the Brisa says, but and we're not talking about a regular case of neder. Rather, Kigon, You made some kind of conditions. I'll only make the following kinds of Nadarim throughout the year, but you don't remember what parameter. We've done that probably every year of our lives. We're like, oh, I am feeling it. You make a Kabbalah and like, Come Yom Kippur, you're like, I don't even know what Sugya was about. I don't even know which of my Averas we were talking about anymore. So that happens all the time to people. And it's really, those are big Shilas. They really can, they can cause a lot of, they can cause a lot of problems for us. So then the, the case that we're talking about is where we don't know what the conditions were that you made by Rosh Hashanah. The Hashta Kanadar, and now it's Cheshvan, and you're making a, you're making a neder. Izachur b'shas neder. if you're making a neder in Mar Cheshvan. Ve'omar al-das harishona ani noder. I'm making a neder based on that which I don't even remember. But it was that which happened on Rosh Hashanah. That's nederah les be'mamasha. You're, you're making a neder in Mar Cheshvan tied back to an episode that you don't really remember in detail. That's not a nether. That's not a nether. But what if lo amar al What if he doesn't say that? He just says, hare alai x, it makes a proper nether. Then says the Gemara, if he doesn't say that, then Then his whatever conditions he had on Rosh Hashanah are now uprooted, and his nether is actually chal. So machlok es in rava, in regards to the mechanics of uh, I should say it's really a new kimta by Rava, but the question is, how does Hataras Nadarim really work? Does Hataras Nadarim really work if you remember it throughout the year or when you don't remember it throughout? It's a very interesting, uh, this should be a Dvar Torah that we've heard from the pulpit a couple of times. It's like that kind of uh, piece of Gemara. Anyways, this is obviously a big deal uh, because Hataras Nadarim is important. And Rav Huna Barchinana Savar Lemidrasha he wanted to give a public speaking seminar on, on, uh, on this whole topic. He wanted to talk about the Nadarim by Rosh Hashanah, Taras Nadarim, and whether or not you had it in mind. And the Gemara gives a fascinating response. Omar Le Rava, Rava says back to Ravuna, <coughs> Tana, the author of our Mishnah, the Mishnah that we just started with today on the bottom of Chavkim Aleph, Tana Kamastim La Stume. He wrote our Mishnah in a completely convoluted way. The reason why he wrote the Mishnah the way he did, by the way, that's not shot in our Gemara from the top of the page. When we say, we're rewriting the Mishnah. But here, the Gemara seems to not be that way. This is a historical question of whether or not we accept the current text of our Mishnah or the modified text of our Mishnah. But what does Rava say? This Mishnah was, was written specifically in a convoluted way. You're going to get up and talk about it in public? Come on, like th- these are not the things to talk about. So we've seen this throughout Shas before that there's halacha ve'ain, uh, what's, the, what's the line? Ve'ain morin came. So is the din, you come ask me, I'll tell you. I asked her by first a Shiloh once, I asked her if you like those words, a similar Shiloh. I said, give me an answer to X. And they said, only in person. That's what my first said to me. And Rav Gdalidov Schwartz said, well, I'm not even going to buy it. He said, I won't even answer the Shilohs. That was uh, fascinating. I was uh, I was doing chassan classes and some, um, it shouldn't be complicated, but some somewhat complicated Shilohs, actually based on the Gemara Nadarm Dafchaf that we learned about, came up as uh, Halacha Lamaisa Shilohs for young couples. And I asked Rav Gdalidov Schwartz, he said, it's Taka, a big problem. I was standing in the Besden. I had brought my Hillel Torah kids. I was a Rebbe there at the time. I went there and I asked Rebbe Dov Schwartz, like quietly, of course, away from the kids, like, how do you, how do you, how do you guide couples in these areas of, you know, Kedushas Tash Meshamita? And he says, it's a, it's a very important sugyam. I said, okay, give me a couple of Pesachimus. And he's like, that's all we're going to speak about today. And I'm like, okay. And then I asked Rebbe first, he said, you have to come over to have that conversation. He wouldn't even do it over the phone. 
So there are there are things like that. This is a, obviously the different sugya, but the concept is the same. We we're, stop talking about it. We don't want people making the darm. We don't. It's a bad idea. Don't make the darm. It's just going to get us in trouble. Two lines from the bottom. The Gemara says, We saw in our Mishnah, of course, the Shita Rabbi Lazar ben Yaakov. Now, if you just look back for a second, Rabbi Lazar ben Yaakov had said that if you want to be madir, your friend, so then uh, <laughs> there are ways to do it. <coughs> but it would be considered, uh, it would be considered Nidre's Ruzin. Okay. Now the Gemara says, That din of Rabbi Lazar, Pligi ben Yaakov our Mishnah, is it a standalone, everyone agrees to this Mishnah? Or no, is really there a contrast between the, the, uh, the author of our Mishnah, which is Rabbi Lazar ben Yaakov and the Rabbanah? And Be'im Tim Salomar Pligi, last line. And even if you want to say they're arguing, how do we pass it? say Olo. Meaning, do we view this as Nidre's Ruzin or not? This case in our Mishnah, you had better come to my house for Shabbos lunch. And if you don't, I'm never having you for Shabbos lunch again. Again, it's out of love. So how, do we pass it like Rabbi Lazar ben Yaakov? Is there even a dissenting opinion? We are going to learn the next full Amud on this one question. We're going to see four approaches. The fourth approach is the, the one that we'll accept, and that's the one which will bring us to the mission on the top of Chavdalad. Let's learn answer number one, or approach number one, which will be rejected. Tashma. We learned in a Mishnah. It's not. Ha'omer l'chaveiro. A man says to his friend, top of Chavdalad, and Aleph, konem she'eni nehenelach, you can get no hana, I can get no hana from you. Im i ata no tel You don't take for your son. Kur shel chitim v'shtei chavios shel yain. You're in my house for uh, for a Sunday barbecue. If you leave my house without taking uh, a six pack of beer and whatever else, if you leave, you can never get where you can never eat in my house again. So what's going on here? You are allowed to to just be to, to dissolve the netter even without a rav. Why? He can say back to him. You're just trying to be a nice guy. But really, it's really my honor to not take your stuff. So you're you're just you're being like uh, just overly strong language. I did a bris for a family a couple months ago. They sent me home with 15 candy apples when I left the bris. They also paid me. I'm just, they didn't pay me with candy apples. But they're like, would you like some candy apples? I'm like, ah, is that? They're like you're going to take candy apples. And they handed me like a big like paper bag with the handles. And there were like literally 15. I came home from the bris. My wife was like, seriously? Was this how they compensated you? I'm like, no, I got some, I got some shekel also. So it was the same thing. They're like, oh, you cannot leave without eating food today. Today, Taka came up. Great halachic shiloh. Conservative show. I was in Bethel Synagogue this morning. Rabbi uh, Schwab. I can't remember his first name. Yeah, he's like my age. Maybe a drop holder. And uh, I'm looking around the room. And one of the waiters recognized me. He works for Aviva Applebaum. So he says, Phil, are you going to eat? I said, what's with the kosher? This guy's a guy to rice mamish. But he knows. He like really knows. He's like, all the food is kosher. It's from Hungarian and from Jewel Osco, Everything. It's all good. But it's under the hashkacha of Rabbi Schwab. So I said, I'm not touching it. I'm not, that's a chilashev. Now, if you're from a yid, you cannot, I didn't touch one food, not even water. I wouldn't touch anything. In those cases, like you have to be vigilant about not participating. One picture of me and Bethel eating a piece of fruit. Yeah. And then that's like Orthodox rabbi foregoes kosher for the sake of a hundred thousand dollars. So fine. That's already, uh, that, that's already in our case, what we're talking about here, that's obvious that that's, uh, that that's the case that he's just doing it to be nice. So what the Gemara makes a duke. But that's only because when I left their house, I'm like, no, I don't even want to take your food. But if he didn't say that, so then then it should be a neder. 
And that seems to not be like Rebelazar ben Yaakov. So money, Rebelazar ben Yaakov, it should have been Nidre's Ruzen Habe, and it wasn't, because here we said that the nether was binding. Ella says the Gemara, Shmami no pligi We therefore see as a diuk from this Mishnah that there must be a sheet in the, in the, in the Tanoim that disagrees with Rebelazar ben Yaakov. So that's attempt number one. Very nice attempt, and the Gemara rejects it. Really, Lolam Rebelazar ben Yaakov. It really is Rebelazar ben Yaakov, but this case was different. In this case, even Rabbi Lazar ben Yaakov, who typically would say that it's Nidre Zruzin, here he would say that it's considered a neder. Why? I am not a dog. Where I benefit from you. And, and you won't benefit from me. There's like normal reciprocity in a, in a circumstance. So the assumption of the Gemara is that he had already given me something and I'm trying to give him something back. Even Rabbi Lazar ben Yaakov would say in that case that the nether is binding. So there's really no raya. Uh, so no. It's not that you have an achrayas to give it back. It's that if a person makes a neder when they're trying to reciprocate, that neder is binding. Oh, no, I'm saying, but, but without a neder, there's no chiyu. Yeah, I can give you a matana any day of the week. Okay, I thought you speak a lot about um, giving, giving a gift to somebody with, with, the, with the expectation of understanding that there's a gift coming back. I don't know. I mean, it depends on the context, I presume, no? I don't know. I'm not sure. I mean, I know there's like Shilas by Ribis when you're borrowing, like, you know, it, can you do a carpool for me? And then I'll do two carpools, carpools for you. The post can discuss these Shilas, whether or not that's considered Ribis, because I borrowed from you and then you're paying me back double. There's something more to tell about. You get paid for doing carpool? It doesn't have to be money. Uh, there is a money component. Yeah. There's a money component. Yeah. There's a Vague recollections of the Gemara, but I, I don't know the halachic issue there. Don't know. Don't know. Let's try the second raya to answer our question as to whether or not the Shita of Rabbi ben Yaakov in our Mishnah is a standalone Shita, or if there is a dissenting opinion. Toshma, very, very similar Mari Makom. The Gemara says as follows: You cannot benefit from me if you don't give to my son a to give over a significant amount of uh, wheat and two barrels of wine. This is a machlokes. Rav Meir Omer Omer. What does it mean? So if you take a look at the Hagos Habach, he adds in a couple of very important words. Rav Meir Omer Aser That means that the neder is binding. Seemingly, Rameir seems to say the nether is binding, and that until you give that over to his son, so then you're not allowed to benefit. Here, too, the Gemara says, like we saw in the previous case, although in the previous case, Rameir did not say that the nether was chal. Here, the Chachamim say you can get out of it. Halfway down on Chavdal, I could say, you already gave me stuff. I don't need you to take, give me anything else. And the Gemara says, time So we're making a very similar diuk from this brisa as we did from the previous one. And therefore, what's implied is that if in fact he didn't say uh, then it's binding as a neder. And that's not like Rabbi Lazar ben Yaakov, because Rabbi Lazar ben Yaakov would have said it's Nidre Zeruzin. And Nidre Zeruzin are not binding, yet here it seems like a neder. 
The Gemara says money. Who could it be? ben Yaakov, had he been the author of this Mishnah, he holds Nidreze Ruzenhave. And for sure it would not have been a binding nether. Elalab, maybe it must be the Rabbanan Upligi. So this is attempt number two. And the Gemara here gives a very similar answer, though not talking about a dog. Lo, Laolam Rebelazar ben Yaakov. Rebelazar ben Yaakov could also be the author of this Marimako, Mumoda Rebelazar Bahai. Uh, I'm not a king where I give you things and you don't reciprocate to me. So very, very similar answers. Very similar answers. Let's try attempt number three. Two-thirds of the way down. This is an interesting frame because it's coming from the Amoraim in name, right? It's not very common. Usually Tashma, Tashma, Tashma. A little bit of, I don't think it's a big deal. It's just unique in its presentation. Tashma, Nidre Onsen. Our Mishnah at the beginning of this parak of our Bonadarm spoke about Nidre Onsen. If a person makes Nidre Onsen, um, that let's, we had said that that's considered to not be chal. What was that case? A person makes a nether that they're going to eat a meal in a certain place. And then, he got sick, his son got sick, or uh, you know the, the river, the, the bridge fell out, or the river swelled and he couldn't cross the river, whatever the case may be. So it says the Gemara, that's not binding. But had those things not happened, nederhu, says the Gemara, money, that would have been considered a language of Zeruzen. Because we saw in all the previous Marimakomos that whenever somebody says, come over, and if you don't, there's a nether. Even in those cases, forget the bridge, forget the sick kid, it doesn't matter. At the end of the day, he was of the opinion that sh- that should be Zeruzen Habe. It's a, ned- a nether Zeruzen, and it's not Chal. So it says the Gemara, Elalav, it must be Rabban and Upali. That's our third attempt, and the Gemara rejects this one as well. No, la olam rebelazer ben Yaakov. Do you really think that what happened here is the mezamein, the person who was doing the inviting, was the one who generated the netter by his own volition? That's not what happened. Lo, and the Gemara gives an ukimta. Really, dezamina adre le mezamna. Really, the person who was invited was the one who caused the inviter to make the netter. Amar, what was the case? Can I please come over for dinner? Can, can I invite myself over for dinner? And the Gemara says, Amarli, in, of course. So then the person who uh, just invited himself and imposed, neder uh, can you make a neder to force me to show up? You ever like, uh, yeah, you like ask a friend, like, uh, can we go out for coffee? Like, promise me you'll show up. So this guy's saying, make a promise against me that I should show up. I'm lazy. I don't like getting, I'm putting on my clothes after 6 p.m. I'm just going to sit in my pajamas. No, you got to get dressed and come out. Fine. So Vinodar, the guy makes a nether. So what happened here? The guy who was invited asked the the host to make a nether on him. And then, everyone agrees, even Rabbi Lezer ben Yaakov, in such a case uh, that it's nidre onsen. All right, that didn't work either. Fourth and final try, this one will work, and we'll actually get to see Let's just ask our question for the fourth time. Do, in fact, we have a machlokas from our mission between Rabbi Lezer ben Yaakov and anyone else? Or is it categorical that we just we just accept the sheets of Rabbi Lezer ben Yaakov? So Toshma, four lines from the bottom, those words are not really meant for us. They're a quote from another place. I'm going to make a konem, a nether against you if you don't, uh, if you're not a guest at my house. But mean eat my food, paschem a warm bread, and have a cup of coffee with me. I make a nether against you if you don't do. Very specific nether, by the way. Does it mean you have to go there and eat hot bread? What if you're uh, gluten free? All of a sudden you have. Well, what, what what is this nether? It's crazy. The other guys like forget you. Make any nether you want. I'm not coming over. 
Oh, wow. So here we see in the Bryce, we see that the Tanakama wanted to say, which is Rabbi Lazar ben Yaakov. And now what do we see in the last line? We see, forget about inferences, because that's how we tried our first three approaches. Here it's black on white. We see that there's a bar plugta against Rabbi Lazar ben Yaakov from our mission at the beginning of the, of the beginning of the day, from the mission on the bottom of Chavkim Alam My love. My lo hodu chachamim, hodu lo chachamim. What does it mean that the chachamim did not agree with him? Lav, is it not the case as we turn to the top of Chavdal and Medbez, and all the other cases as well? If here in this Mishnah we see that there's a bar plugta against the sheet of Nidre Zeruzin, obviously it existed everywhere else as well. And therefore says the Gemara, Shmamina, Pligi Rabbanan Shmamina. Beautiful. So the Gemara asked a question. Is Rabbi Lazar ben Yaakov, does he have a bar plukta? We brought four rayas. One, two, and three got rejected. Four revealed that the previous three were actually also subject to a machlokas. Love Davka, that all the inferences were correct. That's its own Shiloh and the Rishonim. At least it should be. But the point is that we do see that there's a bar plukta. <coughs> and the Gemara wants to know, my have Allah. That's great. Thank you very much. But if you'll remember when the question said, in team Salomar, that there is a bar plukta, who do we paskin like? The Gemara was foreshadowing because the Gemara knew what the answer was to the question. So my habi Allah, who do we paskin like? Do we say that these cases are like Nidre Zeruzin? You're going to come to my house, and if you don't, you can never come to my house again. Do we paskin like Rabbi Lazar ben Yaakov that that case is the case of Nidre Zeruzin, and therefore the nether is not chal? Or do we paskin like the Chachamim that it's Mamash and nether? Says the Gemara Toshmad, Amar Abuna, Halacha Krabi Eliezer ben Yaakov, Bechinam Rabad Bar Ava, Halacha Krabi Eliezer ben Yaakov, those Nadarim are not binding. So you are welcome to show the love to someone when you invite them to the house. You're coming to my house. I'm not taking no for an answer. If you don't come now, you can never come again. And everybody knows it's like a little, uh, it's playful. It's playful. It's a nice way to show people you care about them. I would still avoid the, the nether language uh, if you can, but uh, even if you did, seemingly, Rabbi Lezer ben Yaakov would pass in their Nidrez Ruzin, and they don't even get started. A little bit more. New Mishnah. Nidre Havoy. What about exaggerative types of uh, Nidarm? And we're going to see a couple of examples of that right now. Omar Konam im lora isi ole I hereby restrict myself from something if I don't see the number of people that were ole mitzrayim. 603,550 men. By the way, that doesn't count any women. It doesn't count anyone over the age of 60 or below the age of 20. Millions of people. So the number is, uh, is, is pasha that it's exaggerative. Even in the, the biggest sports arenas in the world, okay, 50,000, it's a lot of people, but it's not 600,000 people. So it says the Gemara, that's a Nedri Havai. That's considered to be an exaggeration. I hereby forbid upon myself to drink Coca-Cola if uh, whatever. It's, it's, it's just crazy. Or if I don't see a, a snake that's the size of the beams of our house. The Baal Mishnah clearly did not see anaconda. That Mishnah was a uh, that was a big snake. So here the Gemara says there were no snakes that size. They'd never seen them. We know a little. There are snakes bigger than what they saw in Babel. <laughs> That's for sure. Well, this might have been Eretz Yisrael. This Rebbe lived in Eretz Yisrael, but still the snakes weren't so big. But the point is, if you say something that's impossible, you say something, uh, you know, like if if I see a, a challah that's the size of a house. So people do this. They have these like competitions for the biggest pizzas in the world. We have this now. They didn't have crazy people like that back in the day. They didn't do that kind of crazy stuff. The longest fingernails. Guinness Book of World Records stuff. So we have a problem because we know that there are some crazies out there who do these things. So then what if you make a riot that sounds exaggerative, but like there are people out there who do that. Okay, that's a good question. I don't know how that works. But here the Gemara was saying that these things were unheard of. So they don't count. Says the Gemara, we have a line that, that needs to be understood. This is a difficult piece of Gemara. The Gemara says, Tana, we have a brisa. 
Nidre Havoy Mutarin. If you make an exaggerative neder mutter, that doesn't count. The neder is not chal, and it's mutter to do whatever you said. And shivuos, but if you make a similar, a similar line, not a neder, but a shvua, and it's havoy, then asurin, then it is binding. Namely, this whole idea of exaggeration only plays a role with nedarim and not with shvuos. Okay. Hechidami shvuos havoy. What is an example of shvuos havoy? So, if you say, I'm making a shvua that X is true if I don't see midam kamar, did you even say anything? Because you can't say lo ra'isi as it relates to the shvua. It has to be a statement that's actually happening, not a lack of happening, which is not true by Nadar. Amar Abaye, what must be the case? It must be that I made a shvua that I did see something and that works. Okay. Amar le Rava. Rava says, Im Kane, if you saw something, push it that it's going to be a shvua. <laughs> That's a regular classical shvua. Im Kane, Lamali Lamemar. The ode, not only that, that case is not Dumya, the Nedr Katani. We said in the Bryce in the open of the of this section of the Gemara that the Nidre Havoy are mutter, and in a similar case, Shvua Savoy is, is not mutter. So you're you gotta you gotta give me a level case between both worlds. Ella, Amar Rava, Rava says, and this, this answer really requires time um, and we've shown him, and it's a difficult answer. The Gemara says, Ella, Amar Rava, four lines from the bottom. The Omer, the case is as follows. All the fruits of the world will be forbidden to me. Bishvua, in a Shvua. This sounds like the problem, not like the solution. But this is how Rava paints the case. And according to the, you have to look in some of the Rishonim here. Let's take a look here. Um, if you look at the Mefaresh, six lines from the bottom, Ela, uh, Ela Amar Rava, the Kamar Hachi, he said as follows, Ye Asru Kol HaPeros Olam Alai B'Shvua, Im Lo Ra'isi, Velo Kamar She Ra'isi. Very subtle uh, differences here, but this is the case that Rava says is where you have a Neder Havoy, which is Mutter, and a Shvuas Havoy, which is Asr. And the Gemara just ends with one last piece, and this is really, really important for uh, for the world of Nadarim, which is what if someone speaks with like a turn of phrase? You know, does that, well, how does that work? So it says the Gemara, Amalei Ravina the Ravashi. The Dilma Hai Gavra, maybe when he was talking about the 600,000 people, he wasn't talking about 603,000 people, that's not what he's talking about, but it was Akina de Shum Shemani Chaza. He saw an army of ants. And if you see ants, ants that are really densely packed, I mean, you could have millions of ants. 600,000 is an achievable number. So it says the Gemara, V'asik lahon shema ole mitzrayim v'shapir mishtaba. Shema, excuse me, V'asik lahon shema. And he just simply called them, oh, look at these ole mitzrayim. It's his way of saying it's an exaggerative number. You know, we, we do things like that all the time. What, what would be, a I don't know, a stadium of people. You know, we, we say throngs would be whatever. We're not talking about numbers. There's a million people here. So it's just a cat to turn a phrase. So says the Gemara, maybe we should say that if in fact he was really referencing the number of ants and he just called them Oli Mitzrayim, maybe it should be Chal. So says the Gemara, and this is so important, we're going to be stopping with these last two lines on the top of Chavheim and Aleph, Amar Lei, Kimishtaba. When a person is making a Shvua, the language that he uses is Adaita, it has to be a language that's the normal language, the normal way to refer to things. Now, how would it work? Let's say it is normal to say a million people. Oh, I, I'm going to hereby forbid this about myself unless there's a million people on the road. So what does he really mean? He doesn't mean a million people. 
I mean, is it, well, what, what is it, a thousand? Like, what does it mean? Like, and that is the way we talk. That is the way we talk. And we're, our language is very nonspecific. <clears throat> like my daughter in the car tonight said to my son, little AB, my daughter said, we're literally there. I'm like, and I said, I'm like, we're not literally there. Literally means literally. And we're not literally there. We'll be there in a few minutes. Literally is when you're parked. <laughs> and I was just being like an annoying, you know, picking on the language dad, but it's good for kids to hear about honesty a little bit here and there. But here I'm curious how it would work because here they're saying with the ants, nobody talks that way. No one, no one knows what you're talking about. If nobody knows what you're talking about, the shvua can't be chal. However, if we do talk a say a million, then maybe it would be chal. But then what's the number that triggers the shvua? A minion? Is it 10? I have no idea. I have no idea, but the inference from the Gemara is that we are allowed to talk in a Lashem B'nai Adam when it comes to Shavuos. We're not allowed to make up our own language and say, oh, there are so many ants in the ground. They're the old name Mitzrayim. You're, you're just weird. That's just, that doesn't count. It has to be a normal language. So I don't know the answer to the question. Food for thought. We'll pick up again tomorrow morning at 7.15 with Taf Chavhei, which is the blot for Shabbos. And uh, I'll see you then. And if I don't see you tomorrow, then I'll see you after Shabbos. Wishing you all a beautiful night. The one, the only thing that is in a boom